0: Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the first campaign of Manifest Actual Play. Unfortunately, due to a rendering issue, episode 27 was lost after it aired on Twitch. So I wanted to catch y'all up on some of the things that happened in episode 27. That won't be fully explored in my recap at the beginning of this episode. Number one. The Cloud Cutters were reformed into the New Riveteers, with Tusk reinstated as the Pax Alpha. Tusk and Kinsey then had a heart-to-heart where she explained that she doesn't expect her son to be a Nomad. Tusk is proud of the man Kinsey has become, and to show her support, she even crafted a saddle for his new Jackalope, Umbra. Tusk did explain to Kinsey that he's welcome back in the pack at any time, but that he should never expect to be handed a higher rank than Red Wheel, like when Ferdinand was in charge. This revelation did not upset Kinsey at all. Number 2 Roland repaired, refitted, and remodeled Ferdinand's hovercar with the help of some of Red Wheel's road kin. He renamed this new vehicle the Kingslayer. When Redwheel pointed out that it seemed like Roland was planning on moving on, Roland did something that he had never done before. He apologized to the target of one of his grifts and came clean with Redwheel. He told her who he really was, and Redwheel accepted his apology, understanding the reason behind the deception. She then told Roland that he could ride with her roadkin anytime. Number 3. At Kinsey's invitation... Redwheel agreed to spend quality time with her brother. The two of them traveled back into Split Boot Canyon to fetch Kinsey's pistol. During this trip, Redwheel explained that her vehicle, the Bullwhip, was her only comfort growing up. Kinsey felt that his new bond with Umbra was similar to Redwheel's emotional connection to the Bullwhip, and in discussing these similarities, the two siblings were able to find some mutual respect for one another. As they traveled north with the new Riveteers, the Drifters were able to see the Nomads in their natural environment. The pack never stopped their vehicles through all the days of travel. They'd refuel on the move using mag belt technology to anchor themselves to the tops and sides of their vehicles. Even when Umbra got too tired to keep up with the pack, the Nomads built a Jackalope trailer from scratch while still on the move. Elated with this lifestyle, Pax quickly volunteered to jump from car to car to help, and this journey ultimately proved to be a refreshingly positive experience for our drifters. And with those things clarified, you now have a pretty good sense of what happened in episode 27. So sit back and enjoy episode Uh, 28. I've been heading north with the newly formed uh, Riveteers uh nomad pack that they rescued from their rivals, the Cloud Cutters. Uh, Kinsey's mom is in charge of the nomad pack, and his uh, half-sister is now, like, her first lieutenant, and he killed his dad. And, uh, you know, I could go into more detail about exactly how it went, but you've probably watched the episodes, so I'm gonna... <laughs> it was... It was madness. There's a lot of vomit. so good at this. So much vomit. It was bad. I don't need <laughs> to so go into the much, details. Too much. I'm so Pretty much. Sure. Kinsey's dad is dead. Kinsey's mom is alive. She's kind of nice. And his uh, his half-sister is dope. And all of the Riveteers with these three drifters are heading up north to the town of Soldina, the town that hired Kinsey, Pax, and Roland to track down and rescue the Riveteers. Um, but prior to getting to Soldina, uh, the Nomad Pack makes a pit stop uh, in the Snake Eye Canyons, the home of the Ophidian Clan. Uh, two members of the Ophidian Clan had gone missing, uh, alongside the you know missing Riveteers, and uh, these three drifters uh, found those uh, those two men. It was Tekt and Molu. They were scouts for the Ophidian Clan who had disappeared, and it and it seems that they uh, uh, thought that Kinsey's evil dad uh, <laughs> had um, saved them from the Ophidian Clan um, curse. I guess you could call it. Uh, uh, they are um, they are blessed with good health and long life, but they um, can't leave Snake Eye Canyon or the the territory around the Snake Eye Canyons. Uh, Without um, what they thought, they thought people would die, but it turns out um, Tet's sister, Sky, a while back, um, uh, tried to help out, ventured beyond the territory, uh, succumbed to the illness, and then uh, recovered and was fine. And so last uh, these three drifters left the Ophidian clan, um, they were... Uh, going to um, the Blackscale Cavern to commune with uh, the Barrow Snake so that they could um, discover exactly what this means. Um, and that's the last they saw the Ophidian Clan, uh, with the exception of Tect and Molut, the two scouts who they rescued from Kinsey's evil dad. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, last episode ended with the Riveteers Basically, getting their vehicles in single file line uh, to travel into the Snake Eye Canyon um, uh, well into the night. So they're probably going to set up camp there and um, uh, head to Soldina uh, at first light. So um, uh, the the you guys kind of get in your uh, Roland. I don't know if you guys rejoin Roland in uh, in his car, the Kingslayer. Um, but, uh, uh, I know Kinsey's got, uh, Umbra, uh, his jackalope. Uh, what about you, Pax? Do you rejoin Roland? He did a, he did a, a quick little drag race against, uh, Red Wheel, um, prior to everyone getting ready to go into the canyon.
1: Yeah, I think I was in the car when that happened. So I think I am back with Roland, okay. or at least I will have been done. Yes. Is the short answer.
2: Cool. <laughs>
3: I, I think <clears throat> I think Kinsey's probably there as well. Yes.
0: Like riding alongside, or or is uh, is Umbra hanging out, and is <laughs>
3: uh, Umbra's uh, quite partial to the to the newly made platform, so I'll leave him there. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> um, so yeah, the three of you uh, get in line with the rest of the Riveteers, and then they start making their way into the canyon. And as um, as they as you're going in, you see like glimpses uh, up in the canyon, like uh, on like the tops of the canyons, and like uh, past like little like thinner like um, uh, pathways. Uh, you see movement every once in a while. Like the the Ophidian clan scouts have like identified the Riveteers and are watching their their um, approach. And eventually, um, they the 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 cars start to like get to this kind of wider uh, ravine within the, uh, the, the land that um, they can kind of pull their cars up and kind of stop. And then basically some of the cars get into the ravine and pull off to the side and stop. And then everyone else is kind of like, there's just a line of cars <laughs> leading back. <laughs> um, and eventually the, the the column stops and people start getting out of their vehicles. Um, and uh, you can see like the light um, uh, of like a Ophidian Clan camp um, on the like the other side of this like kind of shallow ravine. Great.
4: Um, should be. Let's go. I'm. Go- I want to go talk to them and find out what's happened. Because like there was sort of a lot going on last time we were here. I'm just a very curious person generally. <laughs>
0: Uh, so the three of you uh, get out of the car and start walking towards uh, the torchlight, and you see uh, not, like, massive crowds, but, like, groups of, like, uh, Ophidian clan who have come to, like, greet the Riveteers. Uh, in general, like, you can hear already people are, like, shouting each other's names out and, like, uh, like cheering on, like, um, the Ophidian clan seems elated to see the Riveteers are back. Um and the and you know they they you can see that there's like Ophidian uh, clan members and members of the Riveteers like surviving members of the Riveteers who um uh like are friends and they like they like you know run up and like hug each other and stuff and then um uh possibly most notably to you you uh you hear Sky's voice shout out uh she goes text and like um, like leaps she's like on she's coming into into camp on a, the back of a wark and she just like leaps off of the war and like stumbles and like runs up and like just like grabs her brother in a massive hug and he like hugs her back. And you also see a little bit off in the distance, uh Apep, uh the uh the leader of the hunters, um uh walking up and you see Molu uh, with a couple like riveteers who uh, peel off and then Molu walks up to Apep and Apep looks at Molu and they do like a little bit of a bow and then Apep like calmly and softly like pulls him into like a into a hug and like says something to him quietly in his ear cool um I don't want
4: to ruin any moments or anything but like I am very <laughs> curious as to what the situation is here now.
0: Sure. Um, so, I mean, you you can seek out... Um, Shesh seems to have made um, made herself relatively uh, available. Um, uh, you, you do actually notice one thing that's a little strange... As you're making your way towards Shesh, who like kind of makes eye contact with you, Roland, and like you know smiles and nods at you as you're coming up. You know the crowds are mingling and and cheering, and there's a (laughs) there's a point where um, uh, Tusk uh, comes like waltzing in, like with a big old like jug of like moonshine on her shoulder, and like slams it down and pops the cork off, and she's like, "We're back!" (laughs) <laughs> and everyone's like, she, she's she got like a following of like Ophidian clan people who think she's just the best and she's like pouring <laughs> drinks and telling them stories of the fight and stuff like that um she's already starting to like basically hold church there <laughs> um at the campfire um
3: that's my mama <laughs> uh
0: but uh Shesh uh like kind of is a little bit removed from everyone else uh, and as you approach, she like smiles and nods, and you do notice one thing as you walk by um, Sky, and she's just like talking to Tekk, and and like Tekk is like seems a little concerned. And if, even from this distance, you can tell that Sky doesn't. Sky looks a little different, not extremely different, but when you when you met her like at first, you probably placed her at like maybe twenty years old, like nineteen to twenty one, like somewhere where like you know um in that age bracket and now she looks more like she's in her like mid-30s right she just seems to have aged just a little bit she's still like incredibly like athletic and fit and like healthy looking um but like her like she's just got like the the her face is just a little less fresh and young than what it used to be basically Um, and, uh, uh, you approach Shesh, and she nods and goes, Thank you for bringing back our scouts. You know, we do what we can. And a lot of new faces in the Riveteers, but glad to see they've returned as well.
4: Yeah, it turns out people generally like denim more than, you know, not, is what we've found.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As promised, uh, you can always find food and shelter and safety here in the canyon. And, and uh, Lote, I know, uh, would be willing to uh, craft any supplies you may need or modify any gear you may have. Uh, she is incredibly talented and while we may not have spurs to pay we can pay with supplies as promised
4: uh that's very kind um we you know we'll take stock of what we got and you know probably take you up on that to some extent um i don't want to be you know sort of insensitive to your culture or you know the secrets of this place but um i'm extremely curious about uh, what you have learned about the, the blessing of this land and why you can or can't
0: leave it. Well, uh... It's not entirely clear. But the blessing of the Barrow Snake appears to be voluntary, counter to what we used to believe. Uh, it seems that uh, any member of the Ophidian clan can eschew the blessing and go out into the world. You may uh, not know, but tecton Molu they haven't been gone incredibly long, but they seem to have aged years since I last saw them. And I believe you could recognize the same is true of Sky. When Sky went to the cavern to commune with the Barrow Snake, she was unable to. Whatever connection she's ha- she had to this land died when she left to help you. Now, she likely will live a normal life of an outsider. She can, of course, she is, of course, still a member of our clan and welcome here. We're we're not banishing her or anything. Just, she no longer has the benefit of this land. But it is nice to know that when our people come of age they can choose whether they want to serve the land or go out and find their own path. Before we met the three of you, no one in the Ophidian clan knew they had that choice. So thank you for all you've done.
4: Uh, you're welcome, I guess.
3: You said when Skye went to commune with uh, the great barrow snake, she was unable to. Um, perhaps this is a little bit out of line, but could you show me the place where you commune with your, with your great snake? I, I understand if it's
0: kept away from
3: you know, the outsider's view, of course.
0: It is uncommon, unprecedented in fact, for an outsider to enter the Blackscale Caverns. It's our most sacred place. And yet, the things we've come to understand about this land and who we are as a people... Let me consider it. I'll speak with the other elders, and perhaps before you move on with the Riveteers, I'll have an answer for you.
3: All right. I'll be very honoured. In fact, I'm honoured just by your consideration. Th- thank you so much,
4: Chef. Of course. Um, if it's all right with you. Um, I might talk to some folks in Sildina, maybe. Set up sort of an outpost, you know, between here and there for folks who might want to leave when they come of age. It seemed medically dangerous to go through that process on your own.
0: As Sky has told us, (laughs) (laughs) I, I imagine the process is not for the faint of heart. And it is definitely something no one has decided to do yet. But I've heard that some of our younger, more adventurous folk are considering it. Makes sense. (laughs) Kids.
4: (laughs) But... Well, you know, we don't want to keep you from any reunions or
0: anything. No, rest up. Enjoy our food, our drink. You're welcome guests here forever and always. It's very kind of you. And she uh nods and then um walks over and like gets a cup from uh somebody with like some kind of dark liquor in it and um uh takes a sip of it and like lets out a sigh and just like a gentle smile as she watches like just the like basically the festivities that are uh just kind of impromptu festivities that are taking place right now.
3: I think um I think Umbra has um, gotten over his uh, initial fear of the Warkin and is starting to kind of taunt them into into chasing <laughs> them around. <laughs> so every once in a while there's just like a giant jackalope running in the middle of a crowd and followed <laughs> by like two or three warkin.
0: Yeah, there's definitely like, you know, six to eight like uh scouts and hunters who are loving this <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh they're like trying to like egg their their work and on um uh like to like you know not like eat <laughs> umbra, but like definitely to like give Umbra a chase. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Come on, umbra, give him hell.
0: <laughs> this is your beast.
3: Oh, yes, uh, well, recently um, met, yes. My, my friend, I swear, you'd call him.
0: It's a nice animal. Uh, I don't recall you having a jackalope when you left. I did not
3: expect to, to, to befriend one, to be honest with you. Um, seems I with don't know if you're spirit. aware. Excuse me. It
0: seems to have a wild spirit.
3: He certainly does. Uh, a spirit that I would not break uh, break him of any time soon. It's, what, uh, it's what, I, what I value most about. Uh, about getting to know him, I suppose. He's, he's bringing back the wild spirit I once had.
0: I would expect as much. A creature such as that, choosing companion with someone... Well, it must be a kindred spirit... I imagine this I, beast feels sa- similarly to you.
2: In I some way, hope so.
0: the two of you have bonded. I can see it. A jackalope like that amongst a herd of Wariken in <laughs> enclosed in a canyon. Well, they are flighty creatures. This one seems comfortable. It's impressive. Surprisingly so. Well, I'm Pax now.
3: No. <laughs> Not like she was saying wow. anything much, anyway. <laughs> oh,
2: there she a so snack. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and they, they, uh, uh, the man you're talking to, um, offers you, uh, a cup with that same kind of, like, dark, uh, liquor in it. Oh, excellent! What do you call this? Snake blood. Cheers to you, my friend. It's got a much more, like, licorice-type feel. Like, you're, like, you're very, like, hasn't You're like, okay, oh, snake blood? Snake, snake blood. All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's, like, a very sweet, like, uh, like licorice-y type, like, liqueur almost. Mm-hmm.
3: That is excellent. You make this here in the canyon? Yes press impressive. Was very good. From the snake? <laughs> <from the> snake. <laughs> where, where do you find these delicious snakes?
0: <laughs> Surprisingly strong. It can deceive. Be careful. Oh,
3: well, we'll see about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyone else getting up to anything? Nope. Pax is just sulking in a in a corner
1: (laughs) no more like uh you know if there's anything to unload or load I make somebody do it
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh,
3: man you're gonna get so used to this you're gonna start bossing us around (laughs) oh
1: come on I always could have bossed you around (laughs) um uh yeah and then um I don't know. Like, feels like Sky's got family now. So, like, we don't have like a tragic friendship uh, or anything. Yeah, no,
4: you just have a regular one. That yeah, was- I don't
1: get that. That's weird. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if there's no purpose, I'll take a nap, I guess, until like <laughs> dinner. I don't know. I did jump around a lot, so like I'm a little tired. There's
0: food and stuff available right now, and if you don't make yourself incredibly like difficult to find, like Sky will like seek you out, and uh, like at some point where you're like filling a plate with some food, uh, she'll come over and like wrap an arm around you and like kind of a side hug, uh, and be like, "Thank you, thank you so much."
2: Oh yeah, you're welcome. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, no. Uh You're you're I'm glad I'm glad that we were able to
0: help you. How's Kinsey after everything? Tact mentioned his his father's misdeeds.
1: Oh, um I think totally unfazed. <laughs> uh oh I don't know. He's not sharing. He he got a new friend. It could be a surrogate dad, I guess. I don't know. It's like <laughs> animal. his dad was kinda like the worst. So um so and heard. his mom is cool, so um
0: Yes, I had no idea. Why didn't you tell me that Tusk was Kinsey's mother?
1: Fun 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 thing we didn't know yeah Why? Kinsey was like like <laughs> abandoned as a baby or whatever, and like a that like on like a homestead's doorstep. I haven't gotten the whole story, but basically, like Tusk somebody tried to kill Tusk, I think it was his dad, and then like she was like, Oh no, I'm gonna drop this baby off in the garden, never see it again, and then uh and then like pretend to be somebody else, and then that worked for like thirty years, and uh. And then the baby, like, founder, which is so weird because I, when we were coming into the garden, was like, yo, I don't have a family. Do you have a family? And then he was like, I don't know, maybe. And then it turned out that we met his whole family. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's probably fine. I he Yeah, he wouldn't share it. He would share it with Roland, you know. We're like. You know, he's, like, here, and I'm, like, here, and sometimes, like, we're like this. Most of the time, we're like this, and then sometimes we're like, Uh, that's pretty much it. You should ask him. He loves to talk.
2: You seem different. This is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, um, no. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't have to lie for like a while. And that was nice, I guess.
0: You seem surprisingly energized after such a harrowing experience.
1: Oh, yeah. Have you ever been? I know. That's a dumb question. You've never been a nomad. Um. (laughs)
0: I have not. <laughs> no, so tra- kind of the so, exact opposite.
1: Actually, so I don't know if you've ever seen them like coming, but they travel in like this big pack of like cars and and trucks and like motorcycles and helicopters, whatever vehicles, and then they like they like build stuff to like and like jump, well, to like each other each other's cards. It's like it's like. If you had a bunch of boats, but they were on land and then they just like went really fast, and then it's thrilling. Also, every single one of them is like afraid of me, which is really hilarious, and, and that's always fun because then I don't have to talk to them because you know.
0: Well, the no, the nomad life seems to suit you, you seem refreshed happy yeah
1: yeah well I mean we're gonna it's like a vacation right cause like we're gonna go to Sildina and then they're gonna I don't know do they come back through here then well they're gonna go where they go and we're gonna go not that way so we'll just be a nomad pack of three <laughs> Four, if you count
0: the jackalope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and my car got wrecked. My big truck. It, um, Roland crashed it really bad.
0: And that pleased you?
1: No, no. And now we have this like big shiny car. But I have a really good pillow, so like it's
0: okay. You are a fascinating woman. (laughs) Would you like to sit down with me and my brother for the night? Tell us more about what adventures you've gone on. Sure. The The two of us, for the first time, have the option to go and see the world. I understand you and your friends may have traveled from the garden. I've never seen it before.
1: uh yeah yeah does is he gonna say like more than like five words is he like is or is he doesn't he doesn't
0: get some snake blood in him and he won't <laughs> shut up
1: <laughs> great this is this is already like a lot of talking, but
0: <laughs> come on and she like puts her arm around you and like takes you over to uh to text. <laughs> And, yeah, they basically just, like, let you, like, tell stories. And, they like, they tell, like, they intermittently will, like, relate to, like, stories that they have of, like, hunting and being around this area. But, like, the two of them seem to be contemplating um, exploring a bit. Not necessarily, like, leaving the Ophidian clan or the canyons or anything like that, but, like... They've never seen the garden. They've never seen anything beyond, like you know, uh, five to ten mile radius of this of this like territory. So, like, I mean, I guess Tech Tech has seen more of the world by far because he went pretty far south with uh, with the cloudcutter. But that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, um, so you go over the mountains and then everything's like green. Uh, but if you go in the forests, you might get attacked by giant. Stinky monkeys uh, And they suck They have horns and the horns hurt So like I'd recommend staying on the roads Or you could take a boat um, But like Sometimes murders happen there So like you gotta be careful about that um, <laughs> And like We ended up like uh, So I'm originally from the city But then like I ended up On this like farm place And and then, like, uh, then after that, we ended up traveling together. And then, like, we were like chased by bandits for a long time. And then we turned the tables on them by becoming them. And then, like, so we saw a bunch of like around Alanastead. But then, like, also, that's not like common. So you you don't have to be afraid of that. Also, you're very capable. So. It's very green, but sometimes the plants do try to kill you. So you do have to be careful about that.
0: Well Sometimes the plants in the badlands will try to kill you as well. There's an oasis not too far from here, uh, that that uh,
1: uh, is. <laughs> oh no, we've been there. There were birds. Dangerous. Yes, the birds, the, the They
0: hunt there. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They they almost killed Roland. So.
0: I can. See I that. was fine, obviously. <laughs> Well, obviously all three of you are fine So,
1: Well, I mean, no, like, Roland was, like, very Like, pretty much, they, like, had him And were <laughs> running away, and I had to, like Snare them And Kinsey just, like, stood up top And shot, and then he dropped his gun And actually We found a letter In a Like, on a skeleton There we should, I should go there the let We should deliver that letter
0: They, like, slide the snake blood away from you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: Roland and Kinsey getting up to anything else. Uh, The party goes on for a little while and then starts winding down as people uh, quickly succumb to the snake blood.
4: (laughs) Wow, what a horrifying sentence you've just said. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Team of Annihilation all over again. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I will. I assume, though, my inventory does not say "deck of cards" anywhere. I have a deck of cards. Do you have a machinery queue? No, nope, not allowed. <sighs> nah, I'm gonna con my way into a deck of cards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Someone else has cards here. Yeah, I start a poker game. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy enough. <laughs> you just, like, clear off a table and, like, put some, like, stones down for chips and then be like, who wants to play cards? And, like, six people are like, yeah, sure. But. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, come we're... on.
4: Last time I played cards was on a boat, and then someone got murdered there, so it totally ruined the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can play cards through the night. Are you trying to, like, take people's money, or are you just trying to have fun? Um, I'm not trying to make anyone poor, but I am playing to win. Okay, uh, yeah, let's go ahead, and since you have playing the player, you can roll Manipulate uh, to try and uh, read and uh, mess with your opponents. Ooh, it's not a very good roll. Ah, uh, well, you're only up against an 8. Uh, I've got a 9. Okay, cool. Uh so what that's one net success. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah you don't you don't actually end up like making any money but you don't like lose any money. Uh basically you know uh usually you play cards like in a saloon and like the the like fractions of spurs that the chips represent is usually just like turned into drinks um uh that's not so much the case here so eventually it just kind of becomes like it's a very casual friendly game and like no one ends up with a bigger stack than anyone else So everyone just like walks away without paying
4: (laughs) yeah if i can if i can get any of of red wheels redkin in on the game i do for sure oh
0: absolutely Um, uh slipstream loves poker
4: (laughs) oh good to know good to know (laughs) i like to imagine you had a note somewhere that says slipstream loves poker. I actually have them all written out in a line in order of who's in charge most and what they do on the
0: thing. (laughs) Dad
4: loves poker.
0: (laughs) Also, uh, Kelly, shockingly good at poker.
4: (laughs) Okay. Okay, Kelly, you cannot cannot be this good at cards. (laughs) It is baffling to me how good at cards you are. I, I don't know what to tell you. Straight straight flush. Uh, um. (laughs) You are an enigma.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The only reason, like, the only reason Kelly doesn't, like, make a big break is because, like, you basically end up, like, chipping away at, like, (laughs) at Kelly's lead and, and, like... And like basically, like dispensing that money across the table <laughs> through like a series of bad bad luck and everything. But like every time you're up against Kelly, it's like you're in it, and like you play like it's like playing high stakes, even though it's like super not high stakes it's for
4: four and a half dollars. Yeah, I think you hear Kin-
3: you hear Kinsey um, sometime, probably late in the evening, and, he, and uh, he's just speaking very loudly, and you hear him say. So they take a sandwalker, right? and then they take a drink and they put it on its back <laughs> and you have to you have to grab it and I'll tell you what I just I took my little hand and I was like, uh, uh, And then I just took it <laughs> wait what, do you have sandwalkers around? They look like a
2: problem) <laughs>
0: I just imagine Kinsey then wandering off into the canyon and a, a couple... <laughs> no, no, I'll be back, don't worry, don't worry. Like, they look at each other like, should we? And someone else is like... I think he no,
4: he's going to come back with, like, a big snake and it's going to be his, like, new uncle or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, Kinsey, you later wake up, uh, 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 like, a little bit before sunrise. It's like... The the night is starting to get just a little bit light, um, hmm. and it's it, umbra is like nudging you, <laughs> like <laughs> like like pulling on like your your collar like like grabbing your hat and like throwing it off to the side and like just like like bumping you. <laughs> uh, come on,
3: no just we even like an hour and it'll
0: be fine. <laughs> you like thumps his leg right by <gasps> her. <head. laughs>
3: okay. All right. Roger, right, yeah, where we're going. This thing it's yeah, uh, just I'm going to hold on to your horn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh possibly in a in a manner that would wake up some people. Um like the, the the camp isn't quite awake yet. They're like stirring slightly. There's a few Ophidian clan people who seem to have risen pretty pretty early for like early scouting, uh, you know, and hunting routes and stuff. Um uh, and you see, maybe, like, you wake up a little bit as, like, somewhat of the, some of the like, camp is, like, rustling, but most people are still sleeping. Everyone's being very quiet, and you just, like, see, like, Kinsey in, like, the dim light, like, walking, holding onto, uh, onto Umbra's horn. <laughs> Antler, I guess, is what it would be. There's a horn! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, um, uh, Umber, like, walks you over to, like, a trough and, like, starts, like, drinking some of the water, and then, like, turns to you and, like, <laughs> like breathes out, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then goes back to drinking some water, and as you're, like, wiping your, like, face clear, uh, you see Shesh is standing before you. Oh, good, good morning, Shesh, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> You know, I'm fine. You, uh, possibly had quite the night. You
3: know, they told me that your snake blood was stronger than it let on, and I think I might have underestimated it just a (laughs) skosh.
0: Well, if you're feeling up to it, I've spoken with the other elders... No, and while you are an outsider, the services you've rendered us, and and your clear affinity for nature, says like gesturing to uh, Umbra, we would be willing to allow you into the black uh, into the uh, black scale caverns.
3: I'm, I'm very honoured.
0: Thank you so much, so much. Of course. I uh, hear the Riveteers will be leaving once the sun is fully in the sky. Yeah. So we have a few hours before then, if you'd like to wash up. Yes, uh, probably, so sure. Perhaps. Um, do you have any coffee? We have tea. Oh, perfect. I have
3: to search
0: anyway. And she like gestures over to like kind of a, an open like like it's like a tented open kind of like kitchen area where they have like carved into like the into the stonework like shelves with like different like dried meats and tea leaves mm. and spices and stuff like that. Or like people are like, you know, it seems like that. I mean, you saw it last night. People will just kind of like go and use that like kind of communal cooking space.
3: And I'll start heading in that direction, but uh, I'll stop for just one second I'll turn, and I'll I'll say, Shesh, I can't tell you what this means to me.
0: Well, there's something about you, Kinsey. You don't quite feel like a stranger.
3: I feel the same. Go. And uh, I'll, I'll go pour myself the strongest cup of tea I possibly can.
0: It's <laughs> like another like Ovidian clan person who's like, Ugh. oh no, this is the stuff you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just grind it in there. Don't don't take it out. Let it just sit in there. <laughs> and at the end, if you can stomach it, like just suck on the leaves. It doesn't taste yeah, good uh... at all. Bam, that's
2: fine.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't
3: believe the things i have
0: <laughs> He, like, sits there, and he's, like, got an empty cup, and he pulls out, like, a leaf, and is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like, weakly, like, like, chewing on a leaf, and he's, like, oh, I'm gonna go later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, Roland and Pax, do you guys wake up with the rest of the camp? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Up first. I'm going to try to be up first. Uh, sure. I mean, there's, I'm mean not up there... first. <laughs> <laughs> so then you definitely saw Kinsey come into camp. Um... Mm-hmm.
1: It was hilarious. I didn't help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the Riveteers start, like, waking up and start packing their things up. There's um uh, crates that they're leaving with the Ophidian clan. And crates that they're taking from the Ophidian clan and like loading up, and they're just kind of finishing that. They didn't, they only sort of kind of started it last night. And so there's a few people who have (laughs) the misfortune of having to do that this morning.
1: Yep. They're the ones I don't like.
0: (laughs) And just kidding, I like everybody. uh, Yeah, Roland probably a little bit after, like, shortly after you wake up, as like the rest of the camp as a whole is starting to get up and move. uh, you probably see Kinsey. I don't know, probably like changed into at least some cleaner clothes than the ones he slept out in the canyon in. <laughs> um, clean uh, for Kinsey, clean for Kinsey. Um, uh, 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 with um, uh, Shesh and Apep. Um, as uh, Lote um, seems to be like assisting with um, with the Riveteers, but uh, uh, Apep and Shesh. Um, are with Kinsey, and they seem to be like leaving camp.
4: Um, um, I I'm assuming I could have read when Kinsey inquired, and and Shesh was like, "We'll consider it." It was not a "We'll consider allowing your whole party into our most sacred place." It was a "You, Kinsey alone, may see this thing."
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The, it did not seem like they were discussing a group deal. <laughs> sure.
4: That's what I get for not speaking up. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. I'll ask Kinsey about it later, and he'll provide an upsettingly small amount of details, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
4: yeah, I'll go uh, I do want to talk to Lo, um about uh, filling up on supplies.
0: True. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, so low. you know, this massive, um, imposing one-eyed woman, uh, um, maybe in her 60s, but who knows now, right? Uh, she's probably like 200 years old. <laughs> um, uh, uh, she's, uh, like, finishing up a conversation with some river Tears, sees you coming, like, says goodbye to them, and, like, points out a couple crates for them to, like, move, and then, uh, she, like, makes herself available as you walk up. She, like, gives you a little bow and goes... They know your real name, right? Roland? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I sometimes forget. Uh, Same. (laughs) Roland?
4: Hello. Uh, It's good to see you again. Uh, We missed you last night. Uh, I'm told you're the one to talk about um, uh, reprovisioning. Yes. How can Um, you fit in clan help? Uh, so we're we're doing pretty good on just about everything. We are very low on medical supplies. If, if you got anything uh, by way of medicine, things like that, you know, just sort of like general first aid stuff, um, that would be quite a help. And, you know, we've got a few projects we're working on that are less important than the dire lack of first aid supplies, <laughs> but, you know generally anything that can be used to build things i'm always interested
0: in okay uh i can get you a crate together uh before the nomads leave uh we definitely first aid is uh not hard to come by in snake eye canyon technology perhaps a little uh a little harder occasionally the nomads will will leave some for us to tinker uh, and add to uh, uh, our supplies. But what little uh, uh, tech we do interact with, we usually use for ourselves. Um, but uh, that's
4: that's totally fine. That part is not really pressing. You know, if it's a burden at all, don't worry about it.
0: Uh, as far as um, medical remedies tonics and first aid supplies alike we have a full stock
4: uh yeah the first aid supplies um are preferable um but i wouldn't say no to a couple tonics if you've got ones you don't mind partnering with.
0: of course i'll get to work right away thank you very much and she uh uh nods again um and then, like, yeah, goes off, um, speaks with another uh, Riveteer really quickly, and then, like, goes into, like, a little cavern, uh, presumably, to work on something. <laughs> uh, Pax, what are you up to?
1: Um, so I made sure that everything that got loaded, uh, that needed to, got loaded, and then, um... We're, how how soon are we leaving? Are we leaving without Kinsey? No. Is that okay? <laughs> I don't know. I this
4: mean this adventure
1: might take a really long time, for all I know.
4: He didn't say anything to me about, you know, joining the Ophidian clan and wanting to stay, having been changed at the end of all this and realizing it was time to set down roots in this canyon, so I assume he's coming with us.
1: Okay. Uh, great. Then I'll go whenever the time is appropriate before we leave, or when I judge appropriate. So it's probably like way too soon. Um, I will go say goodbye to Sky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Kinsey, um, Shesh and Apep, uh, walk with you. Um, uh, and Shesh, uh, says not to make you nervous, uh, but as I said before, no one outside of the Ophidian clan has ever set foot in the, uh, Black Scale Cavern. We've been here for hundreds of years, as old as... Living uh, as old as memory, beyond living memory, even for us. And our Run. ancestors came here and sought out the cave, were drawn to it, and were able to commune with the spirit of the barrow snake. Now, we don't know what to expect with an outsider entering. but we trust you will be respectful.
3: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Of utmost respect. Is is there anything I should avoid doing uh, upon coming upon these Um.
0: Apep says, don't break anything. (laughs)
3: Fair enough. Uh, I shall endeavor to do my best.
0: No, I won't, Rick. I won't. It'll be fine. Humble yourself before the Barrow Snake and perhaps you will be able to commute. I wouldn't be hopeful. Many members in our clan struggle to feel the, the presence of the Barrow Snake. The caverns are old and powerful. They are the source of our people, our life. The gifts we are given come from there. Humble yourself, and you will be welcome. Thank, thank you.
3: Um, this is uh, quite an honor.
0: And uh, they lead you into this like kind of dark cavern, and um, instead of lit by like torches, you see um, basically crystals. They're not like it's not luminescence, uh, mm. but there is like. Um, like raw like gems embedded into uh, the lining of like this kind of triangular uh, carved cavern Um, Mm. and they emit like a natural light Um, uh, (laughs) most of which is like kind of a blue and a green Uh, occasionally there's like kind of a warmer yellow or orange uh, gem Um, but like they they create this kind of like dim light that allows you to see the steps uh, that lead down and as it kind of widens you start uh, realizing what you may have thought were statues are actually guards that are standing yeah. um, uh, on either side of, uh, like, every, like, mm, like 15 to 20 feet, maybe. Um, uh, there's uh, Ophidian clan members standing with um, basically, like, uh, uh, a, a buckler that kind of has, like... Um, uh, slots carved into uh, uh, either side of it, kind of making a, a, an area where a spear could be stabbed through. And they do have a spear there, too. Their bucklers, their spears, these uh, um, kind of ornate masks they're wearing are all made out of this material that you might maybe be able to recognize, um, uh, but it's like a, it's kind of like a, a dark marble like a brownish black marble um uh that um has been like kind of painted on like the uh on the carvings to like um uh with like uh like a yellowish um reddish yellow uh type paint in the like in the carvings like that go inside Mm -hmm. making this kind of almost snake-like almost humanoid looking face on the mask uh and you still you also see like kind of like Something that almost looks like a Gowrao, but not quite on, like, the shield. Um, uh, a Gowrao being, like, a large large lizard-like thing, but this thing is much more snake. But its, like, head is very Gowrao-esque. So it's a kind of, like, draconic uh, head. Um, and it, like, winds around their shields. And they're all, like, standing I, uh, incredibly perfectly still.
3: Could I make a, a, a roll to try and figure out what this material
0: is? Sure.
3: That okay, yeah, would
0: be a survival roll. Um, put you at a... probably a minus three. Sure. Mm-hmm. What's... Two gates. Okay. Um so you don't you don't know like the the exact name of this material. It is um uh volcanic in um in its uh like origins. Um you you're kind of surprised to see something like this. You've seen similar materials in like the southern badlands like um, hmm. uh, uh it's uh, uh similar to some ore that is brought out of the mount- the like volcanic mountains in the Southern Badland regions. Um, uh, it's strange to see it here this far north, especially knowing that these people don't venture out of this area. So you have to imagine it is, it is local. Um, and so like at a glance, you might think like that there could be either a dormant volcano or some kind of like volcanic activity deep underneath the snake eye canyons. Ooh, okay. and uh soon enough you wind your way through and the cavern opens up <laughs> and uh again those gems kind of line the ground they're not in the ceiling or the the uh, walls uh, because the room you enter is domed in shape uh, seemingly naturally like a, a natural dome and you immediately get why they call it the Black Scale Cavern. Um, uh, the, like, from the ground all the way up to the top of the dome is this, like, you, would, you, you are amazed to think that it is not, like, man-made. Uh, because it is, like, this almost, like, black glass-type material that's, like, a little silvery and, uh, uh, opalescent in, in like the way it reflects the light. Um, Hmm. in these like natural formations that look like sharpened, like, uh, straight scales. Um, uh, and they like overlay each other and they kind of like work their way up to the top and then like, you know, create this dome. Uh, and then there's like the ground is not like perfectly flat. It is uneven. There's like areas where you can see like stones have been like carved to make like kind of like areas where you can sit. Um uh they have uh like um cloth mats uh in certain areas where like on uh, little like uh lowered areas where you know one might be able to kneel and meditate. There's not like furniture per se, but um uh and the and the terrain doesn't look like it's been like carved out horribly. There have been additions that you can tell are, like, stones and other things that they've brought in. Um, But, like, the smattering of um, gems that are embedded in the ground also doesn't seem necessarily natural. It seems like they've probably embedded those into the stonework of the ground uh, to make it so there's natural light, or not natural light, well, sort of natural light, these gems that kind of produce their own light, um, uh, kind of reflecting... And you notice that they only use very muted, like, kind of bluish and purple colors uh, here. There's no greens or oranges or reds. Um, but, like, the light kind of refle- reflects through all of these scales and, like, makes it so, like, the room is brighter than what you what you would imagine. A very small amount of light makes this room very bright. Um, mm. uh, and when you walk in, it's like like you feel the air change. Like, you, you know the sound, like, the acoustics of this room are, like, shocking because uh, you would think it would echo, but whatever sound waves are going up and into the walls and into the ceilings are just, like, not bouncing back. Hmm. So, like, when you walk in, it becomes, like, very silent. Like, it's like you've just, like, walked into, like, into a place and, like, plugged your ears. And you can hear your footsteps and you can hear your breath and you can hear APEP and SHESH very quietly beside you and like every movement you make doesn't sound deafening but is like more easy to hear because there is like no white noise
3: and i'll um i'll let them lead me in and um give them a look just kind of questioning do i go to the middle of the room I won't say it out loud, I'll just kind of indicate with my head.
0: Yeah. Shush gestures to pretty much anywhere in the room. And you watch Apep uh, walk over and uh, there's like uh, almost like a, like, a, like a dad sitting in like his favorite armchair. He finds like a stone that has like, it has been like worn a little bit and like polished <laughs> and he just like leans back. It's like not super reclined, but like a little reclined as he like kind of like leans and like presses his hands like gently uh, uh, on his knees and like closes his eyes.
3: And um, so I'll, I'll kind of find a place in the room that feels right, towards the middle, but not right directly into the center. And um, I will appropriately humble myself before the bearer snake, get on my knees, place my palms uh, on the ground, but still like sitting on my feet, just so that I can feel the vibrations of the place. And I'll close my eyes and um,
0: sit and listen. Okay um yeah it is extremely calming it's extreme you can tell already like you like you can't even remember how long you've been down here um uh it's it's a little uh disorienting because it's like you basically entered a sensory deprivation chamber right (laughs) where like as soon as you close your eyes it's like all you all you get is like you can like feel the the blood pulsing in your veins like you know a little bit elevated from your excitement Um, you can kind of, if you try really hard, you can sort of hear a pep, um, shift, but most, most of the sounds he's making are completely silent to you because he is just a little too far away and you do hear just the smallest little like bit of movement as presumably Shesh moves to a place as well. Um, yeah. Uh, are you, are you rolling, uh... Uh, I've forgotten the name of the talent that you have. Um, Um, Yes. I don't think it's a role, though. Well, it is a role if you're you're looking for extra information. But basically, yeah, you... you, um, I'm one with nature. Yeah, one with nature. That's what it's called. Let me just pull it up here real quick. Yeah, um... So you can spend uh, spend a moment to open yourself up to the nature around you, and you can ask a question about the surrounding area, um, about past, current, uh, past or current happenings, um, and uh, you'll without a roll you get a vague, intuitive hint. Um, but if you want more information, you can roll. But first, you would have to present a question. I think
3: I would like to ask will the the Barrow Snake will the Great Barrow Snake see me?
0: You imagine an entity as ancient and powerful as the Barrow Snake is not unaware of anything that happens in this cavern.
3: Um... I will rephrase my question and say, will the Snake meet with me? Uh,
0: You don't imagine the communing is as straightforward as a meeting. Okay. Um, You feel a presence. That presence is not necessarily, like, something you can speak with or anything like that. Okay. Um, what does it feel like? Um, a little, a little strange. Uh, it, it feels like you. Hmm. Um, I want to figure out how to get more information. Okay. Um, so yeah, twice per rest, uh, you can roll, um, survival to Mm -hmm. delve deeper into your connection with nature to get more detail. Perfect. And the number of successes rolled on this will determine how much more of a detailed answer you are given. that is four hits okay Um, so uh, you don't know whether or not there is some sentient creature or spirit or something that lives within this cavern unseen but what you do do feel is like these stones the this formation is ancient and Mm. while it is natural it is it was also like it was created intentionally like it was created but it is natural like as if manifest made this. You feel it's not sentient, but it's not not sentient. There is a design here. And um as you deepen your like connection with it and like the sound of your breathing kind of fades away and like the your heart rate like settles to the point where you can't hear it anymore and like your eyes are closed you've lost track of time, you don't know really anything that's going on around you. You are just, like, going full zen mode there, oh. kneeling on the ground. You feel yourself... The, the, the presence you felt was you, but almost like a reflection of you as seen through the prism of these scales. Like, you are... Almost like you are able to commune with parts of yourself that you've never been able to, like, observe or, or, or touch on. Like, like deep into, like, the core of your person.
3: I'd like to... Can I ask how the Ophidians receive their blessing of uh, long age and good health?
0: Sure. Um, the the uh, the no roll answer you get is um, uh, it is from this land. It is tied to this chamber.
2: Let's take a roll. I'll leave you for a second,
0: <Mom>. All right. <laughs>
2: right
0: it's so that's three hits. okay so it's not like something as simple as it's in the water or something like that right sure um you're not an extremely educated person to be able to speak to necessarily the science of it right but you imagine that their physiology is affected by time spent in this cave and that that physiology may be hereditary right you you almost are able to through your connection to this like chamber you like like i said like you can kind of even with your eyes closed you see yourself reflected in the prism of these scales and like as you kind of like think your way through like you lose yourself in that like kind of like basically like mirror dimension with various reflections of yourself and you see reflections of other people ancient looking people strange people wearing like friggin like spacesuits and stuff right um uh who are like also here and um you see like Faces you've not, you you know, you've spent some time with the Ophidian clan. You saw a bunch of them last night. Completely unrecognizable faces. Not Shesh, not Lote, not, like, none yeah. of them. Um, and they are, it's just, like, generations of people, like, meditating in this area. And, like, you, like, watch and you, like, kind of focus in on one person uh, uh, in this kind of, like, vision you're effectively having. Uh, And, like, you see, like, that face, and as you kind of, like, move your perspective around that face, the face, like, changes into, like, several different people, and, like, it's, like, as it flips through all these faces, you, like, end on, like, recognizable faces. Like, you kind of do that a couple times with different faces, and you see, like, the same person reflected, like, a million times, and eventually, like, becoming Shesh, and then, like, eventually becoming Sky, and, like, there's, like, you are, like, able to see the faces of their ancestors. Wow. and uh, you don't know how or why or what makes these scales special but you imagine that the Ophidian people um, through spending time in here meditating have augmented the way like their like physiology works hmm. um, and that like the surrounding territory like they're almost like tied to this cavern in some way and when they leave they sever that connection right and then they might not be able to get it back you don't know um mm. but uh you did see sky's face and did i see any did
3: i see it twice or only only the once
0: uh only the once when you were when like you were looking at that yeah. one person that 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 also in that same person you do see tect. It seems like they're, like, like it's like you would you kind of intuit that like that's like their their bloodline, effectively. Right. Right.
2: But
3: I but there's no sense as to whether the lack of blessing is permanent.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to discern that. Fascinating. But yeah, you don't see like generations of you or anything like that. Right. You don't necessarily feel like unwelcome, but you don't. You also don't feel quite at home. You definitely feel like a visitor. Right. Um, And you would imagine that, like, should you want to gain the blessing of the Ophidian Clan, it wouldn't be for you. It would be for your descendants. And the work would start now with what you're doing. Right, pass
3: As I see these things, I'm going to just kind of slowly stand up and walk around. I think I, I am actually walking and trying to look at the faces, but I have my eyes closed. Um, Think once once the vision gets back to me I'll open my eyes. Um, and I'll say out loud As cheesy as it
0: is, I understand. Shesh nods. A pup opens his eyes, raises an eyebrow and goes Impressive. This is quite a place. Now you understand. Obviously,
3: you know that. Your ancestors have been here for hundreds of years, but (laughs) I I wouldn't want to stray too far from it, either.
0: Uh, Were I... uh, Closer to it, I suppose. Now you understand why we protect this land. Well, you should. We are caretakers of this place, the same it is of us.
3: No, you are not protecting this place alone. And anytime the Ophidian clan needs any kind of assistance, I I believe I speak for my roadkin when I say, you can call upon us at, at any juncture, and we will be here.
0: Uh... They both nod, and then Shesh uh, says, and should you ever wish to return? Begin a life as a member of the Ophidian clan. You may be welcome.
3: I am thoroughly humbled, and wish I could take you up on it this very instant, to be honest.
0: You I suspect your road may lead to many wondrous places. Your work out there is not done, and while you may have an affinity for the kinds of things we hold dear, that doesn't mean this is where you're meant to be.
3: Well, we'll see if the road loops back around, I suppose.
0: If it does, we'll be here. Come. It's been some time. I believe if you are to not get left behind, if you want your road to continue moving forward, we best get you back. Oh, yes, what?
3: Oh, I, they thing might have left without me. I certainly don't trust Roland to leave and to not leave
0: without me. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you begin making your way out. It's much lighter now. The like sun is starting to get up there. You've been gone for maybe an hour and a half. I don't know. Uh Yeah. Roland packs the the camp is getting all set. Um, Roland Lote does get, end up giving you a crate. That crate has eight first aid cubes, um, okay. and click. now. Um, uh, two tier uh, high quality tier two tonics that that heal six hit points. And since you have a med kit, you could easily find out what the side effects are. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and those side effects are motion sickness
4: and thin blood. Um, is that one of them has motion sickness and the other has thin blood, or they no, both have?
0: They both skin? have. They're tier two tonics, so they have the the. Okay. Cool. Oh, sorry. Um, No, one of them has and one of them has the other because they are excellent quality, so they only have the one side effect. Okay, cool. So one has motion sickness and one has thin blood. Uh, And then you also have um, two excellent quality tier two antitoxins. And they just have antitoxin twice. It's stackable. And that side effect is mute
4: oh no i can never
0: take this <laughs> i'll die uh so one of them has mute and the other one has uh gut rot that's hilarious <laughs> that seems bad <laughs> you vomit out all the poison <laughs> No, that's not what Gut Rot does. Gut Rot uh, makes you take three damage if you don't spend a grit. <laughs> uh, okay. So if you're grit, Gut Rot's nothing. If you're gritty, Gut Rot's fine. <laughs> you bleed out all the poison. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, it's three damage. Um, uh, and then um, it also has uh, a tier one plus one to uh, muscle skills. And that one's excellent quality, so it has no side effects. Okay. Uh, The rest of these are just plus one to skill groups. Um, Plus one to muscle skill, plus one to finesse skills, and then there's one that's plus one to durability skills. Okay. And that's what's in that crate.
4: Great. This is a great crate.
0: She goes, I hope it's enough.
4: This is Yes. This is enough. This is so far beyond enough.
0: <laughs> As I said, uh Medical supplies are not hard to come by here. Thank you very much. We go through a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, b- I believe it.
4: Yeah, Bird almost got me once. That was bad.
2: <laughs>
4: you should try doing more cardio. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it would work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ironically next time a rope ride cu- uh, attacks you uh elevating yourself is in fact uh one of the best ways to defend yourself. They're not yeah, good you climbers. Know,
4: you know what my real mistake was was not um being able to run away from them before they were near me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. Okay. <like. laughs>
0: She, like, grins and, like, says, safe travels. You as well. (laughs) Stick close to your companions. They can carry you if you can't run.
4: Yeah, you know, it's upsetting but true. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, and uh, the Nomad Pack is almost completely packed up. The sun is starting to get up there. Uh, They're getting ready to go. You guys haven't seen Kinsey yet. To be fair, they also haven't seen Shesh or Apep.
4: (laughs) They probably didn't kill him in a cave, right? They wouldn't do that.
1: Why would they do that?
4: I have seen you take all of Kinsey's stuff and drive it into the desert. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sure, but like, they don't have to live with him. It'll be fine.
4: (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, I'm just thinking out loud.
1: No, his rabbit is here somewhere. If the rabbit's here, Kinsey's
4: here.
0: Yeah, Umber's there. Umbra doesn't seem worried. See, well, if, if the rabbit's not worried, I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> You're not worried, right? Yeah, like it's like camera pans over and it's like right next to your conversation like Umber's just looking at you. The ear just kind of goes like flop.
4: See? Not worried at all.
0: <laughs>
4: hey you could kill a big bird right
0: oh you asking umbra <laughs> yeah <laughs> umbra like leans into you and then you realize he's like nuzzling at where you got some like food packed and he's trying to get at it
4: <laughs> okay i understand it's a transaction yeah <laughs> You've Consider gone. this a down payment on the next bird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you you feed on seems happy about it.
4: <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm starting to get outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and then, um, just as uh, like just before you expect like Tusk to be like, everyone ready to go, you see Kinsey and Apep and Shesh uh, come around the bend. Uh, walking towards camp, um, Shesh uh, like takes your hand, Kinsey, uh, gives you a, a a bow and like a hug, and says, "Safe travels, Kinsey, and my best to thank- the road, Kin."
3: I, I promise to pass them along, and, and thank you for the honor. Uh, I this is the the best places I've been. In a very long time, uh, we've we've travelled to some horrid places, and this is this has been a, a, a breath of fresh air, you might say. Actually, hold on, one moment. And uh, Kinsey's going to to run towards the car, and um, kind of dig through the back, and like, god, god damn it, packs of shit, god damn it. and is uh, going to go aha, and pull out a, a sack, and run back to Shesh and say, I promised you. Some Munson Spice Blend. <laughs> now try this on jerky, on on, on your vegetables. It's, it's excellent. It's very, very good. And, and and tell your friends about it. I know it'll probably go very far beyond this canon, but it, This is my 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 gift to you for for showing me the world, I suppose. This is I only wish I could give you more.
0: She takes it and says, "Thank you." Seriously, it makes the best jerky. And she like turns it and looks at it and goes, "Munson spice. It's a nice spice." (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
3: (laughs) Thank you, and I I hope to see you again, Cash. And I you. Well, goodbye, Canyon. I suppose when well, our roads travel cross again, and <laughs> I'm going to find find uh, find my jackalope and just swing up on top, give kind of a cheers to the rest of them, and say, "Well, what are we waiting for?" We're repacking <laughs> the <Ew>.
2: trunk. <laughs> oh, you <boy.
3: laughs> right. um, know, d- dismount and. <laughs> not really helping just kind of tossing things back in and then you probably <laughs> have thing, to reorganize a couple of things
0: you're doing the thing where like they're doing the work and you're standing there with your hands on your hip like be like <laughs> ready to help but definitely not actually helping
3: <laughs> what if you put that in the back corner over there give like you a little more space you know in front
4: right if it fit in the back corner over there that would be great now watch <laughs> <laughs> dink, dink.
3: Mm, dink. No, <laughs> just Jimmy into it a little, come on. Now nah, you've got it. Dink whenever. dink. dink.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. It's like it's like I had everything sort of Tetris away in a way that worked. And then um, <laughs> something happened. Can't say what.
1: <laughs> Somehow we managed to lose space, even though you took that giant sack out. <laughs>
3: I think there should just be more storage space in the trunk. Uh, you, what? You didn't, you didn't fix that. I thought you made plenty of adjustments to this car,
4: Roland. Do you know your dad only had seatbelts for him? <laughs> Somehow doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so I had to get more seatbelts, and I thought that might be more important than expanding the sizeable trunk space.
2: <laughs>
4: Little did you know we would come to this point, eh? Yeah, fuck me, I guess.
0: And then Tusk yells, What are we waiting for? <laughs> Next up, Soldat, ride to die. <laughs> ride to die. Hey?
4: Hold Should on, is she that? saying ride or die or ride to
0: die? They're still saying ride to die. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> I'm understanding more why the, the last canyon went the way it did. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, and you guys start heading north uh to- towards Soldina. Also, all of you can have a grip for excellent roleplay. Um
4: When's she gonna awkwardly say goodbye to Sky?
0: Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> too early, right?
1: Uh too early or don't or like like very last minute, like as Kinsey's like
0: Yeah, they're getting it all packed up The Nomad pack's actually on the move out. And then you like turn and like Amidst the rest of the uh, Ophidian clan waving goodbye, you see Sky, and she makes eye contact with you.
1: Uh. 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 Don't go anywhere. I, like, say to Roland as I'm, like, in the front seat with my pillow, like, about to go. I, like, hop out of the car and I run over (laughs) to to Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're great, um, and I'll miss you. Um, and I like give her a kiss on on the on the lips, and then I like run away
2: <laughs> and I get in the car. And I'm like, fucking go!
4: <laughs> oh, middle school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roland and Kinsey, if you're watching, like, she's just kind of like. Like a little like shocked. And then uh she like kind of like looks a little bit and Tech is right next to her and he's got his like eyebrows raised, and he gives her a huge elbow on like the shoulder, like yeah. <laughs> and she's like, hey, nah, and like he's like teasing her, and she's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so these two immortal 30-year-olds <laughs> 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 reduced to, to 12-year-olds by a, a surprise kiss from Pax. Cute. <laughs>
4: Uh, no
1: seriously go faster
4: (laughs) i mean i can go faster if you want to go faster (laughs) what are you waiting for we've got the seat belts (laughs) (laughs) sort of and i shift dramatically and go faster
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a drive test. Uh, uh, you don't have the terrain mods based because of um, uh, it being a hover car, but uh, beyond just, like, the rough terrain, it's extremely cramped. You are now trying to cut in line of, like, an organized exodus. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, uh, so we'll put it at a, a minus three.
4: Uh, speed speeder handling?
0: Uh, handling, for sure. Okay.
4: Um Yeah. This seems like the kind of high stakes important thing grid is for. <laughs> uh I got three hits.
0: Uh what's your highest? Twelve. Oh mine's an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that? One one net success?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, so you you just kick it on and vroom! And then, like, you see, uh, uh, like, running behind the car, um, uh, Umbra, uh, like, trying to keep up. And, like, as you weave through a couple cars, like, Umbra jumps onto those cars and jumps off of them. People are like, ah! Oh, hey! Like, people are like, like they're, they're, like, leaning out and, like, shouting at you. And then, like, one person you drive by is like, ride and drive! <laughs> 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 Uh, and then, yeah, you manage to like cut around and like uh, swing up on the thing um, and packs in that moment when you're like hugging your, your pillow and like, you know, braced up against the, the dash, uh, the, the hover car like swings up and rides along like a slope, a steep slope on the canyon to like cut around the corner faster. You glance and at a distance... You see a a blushing uh, sky, like look, like make kind of eye contact with you as her like hand is up in like a wave, and then whoosh, she goes out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> Hugging your pillow. <laughs> little little awkward wave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you cut around the corner and then you have to stop. <laughs> like, you get out of the line of sight. It's, like, very dramatic, like, flying away from the sky. And then as soon as you get around the corner, it's, like, gridlock.
4: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: And you come to a stop, and then there's like a on the back of the car. as like, it's like Umbra. Like, like you stop, and Umbra's not ready for it. So he just like jumps off the back of the car, like bounce, like kicking the back of the car, and like landing next to it. And then like comes up to the side, looks at you, and then just starts bounding ahead. Remember our deal. <laughs> confused, uh... Kinsey. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? Is that a confused-looking Kinsey?
3: <laughs> hmm. Uh, I thought.
4: Don't when they start. Aren't they not supposed to stop? Well, no. There's just sort of a line here, right? So, oh. like, I can't. I can't just gun it. Someone. At, thought... So here's how traffic works. There's mm. somebody at the front, and they've had to slow down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then, how
3: does that affect us? <laughs> okay
4: what
0: happens and the city boy explains to the the country bunion (laughs) how traffic works (laughs) great Uh, (laughs) and uh after Roland finished his (laughs) extensive lecture on the on the ways of traffic and how in the city things have like you know they they they've taken measures to like help with traffic
4: and so the thing is is like by the time you get to where the thing initially happened it's already gone and done and it looks like it should have been clear the whole way but it that's not how it works really it's quite frustrating
3: i don't think i like this arrangement why don't they just go around
4: i mean what are buildings 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 okay (laughs) you you've seen buildings right you know you're not supposed to drive into them
0: (laughs) (laughs) this whole adventure kicked off when someone drove into a building in town uh yeah and you break out of the canyon and finally like uh after like not a very long time, but an a, a, a amount of time that feels like a very long time with Roland giving a lecture. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you finally like, get out of the canyon and <laughs> are able to open up on the road on your drive north towards Soldina. Um, yeah, and uh, it, it doesn't take you too long to to get to Soldina, especially uh, traveling like uh, like the nomads do. Um don't think we do a shoot the shit i think uh i think you know uh pax is sleeping um kinsey you had a very spiritual uh moment in a cave but you are still a bit hungover Uh, (laughs) um starting to get back to you now that you're in the car you're like oh no uh and yeah uh the drive is uh quick and uh uneventful as uh soldina eventually crests over the horizon and fast approaches and as it does you see a small figure on the edge of town <laughs> waving a tiny little hand
2: <laughs> she
1: learned nothing
0: <laughs> why would she she's a child <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, uh uh alma burns there uh, waving in uh, uh, the pack um, and uh, you know you're kind of in like the middle backish area um, so you know uh, at the front um, Tusk rolls in first. the town all comes out they all seem elated to see the riveteers they see the they see the riveteer colors they see Tusk step out and like <laughs> Tusk, doesn't have a big old jug of moonshine on her shoulder but she does have a big crate of like supplies that she like pulls out of a trunk and like has on her shoulder and he goes we're back
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and uh uh yeah uh, uh, there's like a little less of a personal like um exchange with a lot of people it's not like It's not like old friends getting together, more like, um, uh, you know, people rushing out and being, like, thankful that they can, like, you know, sell their goods and have transit and all that. And um, a lot of the—basically, like, the Tusk's war wagon and then a few of the supply cars pull into town, kind of blocking up the intersection around the LRC tower. And then the rest of the Nomad Pack effectively makes, like— like you know rounds the wagons around the town like making like a barrier not like not like a, a like extremely intense barrier but they <coughs> basically like all pull their cars they want around. to park nearby yeah and they're <laughs> on the outside of that like kind of trench that that surrounds the town they all kind of like park around it um, uh, uh basically surrounding the co- the town with uh with vehicles um and then you know they they all get out and they uh, a couple of them like go straight to the saloon um uh, by a couple, I mean a significant amount of them go straight to the saloon. <laughs> um, a few like wander the town. A couple of them seem to be doing maintenance on the vehicles, um, uh, you know, refueling, stuff like that. Um, uh, also, speaking of refueling, Roland, I need you to roll a fuel test for me. Ah, No. <laughs> no, <laughs> as in uh, you can buy fuel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, uh, this hover muscle car you've made is, uh, very cool. Not entirely, uh, energy efficient.
4: (laughs) Why would it be? That's not (laughs) how you go fast.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, and, um, you, uh, you see as they, uh, as, you know, basically transactions begin happening. People come up and, like, uh, uh, like the, um, oh, let's see. Um you do see um uh you don't see Michelle Green, the saloon keep, because you imagine she is very busy inside. Um you do see Duke Russell um getting supplies, um uh and seeming to argue with a couple people about the amount of supplies he's being given. Um, or maybe the price or something. Um nothing like too animated, but you do see him being a bit of a dick. Um <laughs> Uh, the stable master has come out um, uh, and his, uh, his daughter uh, Sarah uh, seems to have um, kind of wrangled Alma Burns so that she's not like running completely amok. But you also notice that Alma is not alone. You see um, another uh, young girl uh, kind of walking around with Alma a little sheepishly um, in the shadow of, of uh, Sarah Lyman, uh, Lyman uh, the Stable Master's daughter. Um, and that person is... Whew, I have the name, I swear.
4: A likely story.
0: <laughs> uh, Annie. Annie Munson.
2: <gasps> Annie!
3: Oh my god, that's so funny. You could have just asked me because I just looked at those people's names.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you see uh, Annie Munson uh, kind of flitting around a little bit out of her shell. Last time you saw her, she was just kind of like, you know, zipping around the house a little shy and uh, she seems to kind of like sheepishly enjoy spending time with Alma and Sarah. Um, uh, uh, Sarah being uh, maybe like in like somewhere between like 18 and 20 um, Alma being a little bit younger than Annie, um, but not by a, a large margin. Hey, hey, Annie, Annie Munsinger,
3: uh, how, how are you doing? Did you bring Joe and Daryl along with you? Your brother and father,
0: respectively. <laughs> <laughs> she like goes, um, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Charlotte. Uh, yes, um, um, uh, pause, um, uh, down at the, at the general store, and, um, I don't, well, I don't know where Joe is, um, he, he might maybe be, I don't know where Joe is.
3: Ah, I'm sure we'll find him and catch up. it's very good to see you, Abby.
0: Okay, and then she, like, rushes (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, and um, uh, you don't see Daryl or Joe immediately, um, uh, but you could you could attempt to try and find them if you want to roll like an observe test to look around town. Yeah, sure, why not?
3: I think suffice to say, I certainly do not find him, because I rolled three dice, and rolled three natural fun dice. Oh no, you're
0: blind! <laughs> <laughs> you die. <You're>, you die. <laughs> you've, you've, you follow, you're afflicted by the Ovidian curse. <laughs> well, ah,
3: I was blessed, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs>
2: It in volume, it's like if a cricket got stuck, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> huh. uh, yeah. I'll
2: mute. See if it turns off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because your your screen is like showing flashing what you're transmitting. Ah. What did you do? What did you do?
0: Uh, All right. Hey, that works.
4: Good, you fixed it. (laughs)
0: So I was able to make it so it stopped happening for the viewers because I can change my volume in OBS. So it was just only affecting you guys, but then no one could hear me. Um, Well, I guess they couldn't hear me when I was saying it was me. Um, Okay, cool. But I guess refreshing me just fixed it. Anywho. Mm -hmm. Wire are all just kind of like watching this and like whispering to each other and uh you're good enough at reading people to like see like they have some kind of specific interest in duke and i believe that's where we'll end the session